Hey everyone, this is Stella, and you're listening to the Wandering Below podcast. If you've tuned in to our last few episodes, you'll know that in season three, we've been interviewing members of our real life community. Today, Davide and I have with us our cousins and two very special guests. Um, actually, my cousin Haley and her wife Katie. They are important members of our family and our community, and we really value their perspective and wanted to have them on the podcast for a while. So now today we are sitting down with them and recording our conversation on the topics of community and belonging. There's um, threads of culture shaping and identity, and they really brought some new insights for me personally, and so I'm excited to share this conversation with you as well. And yeah, thanks for being here. We appreciate you listening. And with that, let's get started. All right, welcome to the sixth episode of the third season of The Wandering Below. We have our guests sitting here at the table with us, Haley and her wife, Katie. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Lovely. Good. How are you? Very Wonderful. good. Very good. Stella's here too. As Hi, everyone. Always. Um, so before we get into it, uh, we would like to give you uh, guys a little, you know, the space to give us a little introduction of who you are and why you're here. Okay, well, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> Well, don't sound so okay, excited so about it. Katie's my wife. Um, we just got married like two months ago, and I have known Stella my entire life. So it seems meant to be to be a guest on the pod. I really like hanging out with you guys, and I think when all four of us are together, it's so special. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm the new family member since I just married Haley. Um, I'm very grateful to be here. I'm just uh, somebody who loves to have a great time. <laughs> and I love food. $20, and $20. I, yeah, $20. She's just a girl. I'm, I'm just a girl that is very high strung, especially in the morning. So good luck, everybody. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. And um, I'm excited to talk about today's topic. And yeah, love being in Stella and Davide's presence. Um, my family. Beautiful. And um, yeah, today's topics as, uh, you know, the last, like this season, uh, you know, we've been focusing on community, culture, belonging, and these um, topics that have been dear to us. So why don't we get into it and let's start talking about community. How would you describe a community, Katie? Like, What does that word mean to you? I've been thinking about this a lot. When I go on my portables in the hospital, as I'm going to the patient's room, I'm thinking about community. And in my little brain, it's a group of people that initially, not even initially, just they have something in common that's kind of like surface level. But then within that group of people, they share these very deep, complex feelings or ideas or experiences, especially. And I think it's something that can happen, like a community can be formed out of anything. Like there's a gardening community on Facebook. There's the queer community that Haley and I are proud members of. And I think it's interesting how you can kind of dissect something like that if you really just kind of pan out and just think of like everyone's relationship to each other within that so yeah and on the surface it's kind of you know a few general 
general, very broad things that bring those people together. But within that community, they have such deep connections and sharing of experiences and knowledge. So that's community to me. What about you, Haley? I, I mean, I agree, but I also think that community, it can be like absolutely massive or really, really small scales of people, like your family is your community, um, your physical geographical location is your community and your culture, your, I guess, workplace is even your community. And I think that it can be a physical thing, but a lot of the times, most of the time, it's not. Usually it's like a shared belief or value or attribute that makes people feel connected and feel like a community. Yeah, this is uh, really interesting, I think, because, you know, you, um, <clears throat> you you know, you said, like, some value or something broad that gets us together, like, you know, gardening, just online, it can be a Facebook group or something that puts you together with other people that have a shared interest, but also the fact of, like, being, you know, your neighbor is can be part of your mm-hmm. community because they are there every day. I feel like we can talk about community in so many different ways. Yeah. Where do you feel you belonged? Like in what type of community? You, Where do you feel safe? Where do you feel like you belong? Like what are the characteristics of a community that made you feel safe and supported? I feel like we have, well, I mean, obviously we have different answers, but a little bit similar, a little bit different. We talk about a lot, but I mean, just think about a lot. The queer community and stuff like that, which I know Katie wants to talk about. Um, and then also, I feel like for me, more so than Katie, I have felt very like a part of different like online communities, not even like forums, but just like thinking about fandom and like being fans of different artists or music or anything like there's fandoms or there's followers or there's supporters for so many different things and I think that's kind of the online environment that I grew up in and I don't know how I ended up being someone who is so just online all the time but it became very interesting to me I mean to where studies major yeah to where I even majored in it and so I I do think about community not in the physical sense like in the online sense because it's just so powerful like it doesn't matter who you're a fan of or what you're a fan of just I don't know the internet is a powerful tool and I think sometimes it gets taken advantage of but usually the like groups that are created as a community for an artist or anyone really um there's cats that have like millions of followers online But anyway, I think that community can definitely be about that. So I've always felt very at home there and um, in different music fandoms that I listened to growing up and even now. So I'd say there and then also the queer community. But I'll let you discuss further because you wanted to. Yes. (laughs) Um, So the queer community specifically... I think about that a lot because it's something that is so broad. Like I said in the beginning, just, you know, LGBTQ plus, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that could, you know, kind of make you a part of the queer community. There's such rich history there. And I find that just being in a queer space, Haley and I like talk about it a lot. Even on our honeymoon in Curacao, we went to the pride parade that they had, which happened to be like the first day that we were there and 
We knew none of those people. It was a parade, so it was all, you know, like, celebration and, and fun. It was, you know, we saw the pride flags everywhere, but even in that space, Haley and I just felt good. We just felt comfortable. And with any, just about any queer space, I feel like that is the kind of feeling that you get. It's something on a deeper level of, it's like, okay, yeah, we're both lesbians. We're both queer. We're both whatever. It's not only that, it's we have a lot of shared experiences. We have shared history of, at least in America, we couldn't be who we are, how we are right now, like happily married, out and proud. 50 years ago, that was not really heard of. So even fr- so from that history in the past of a lot of it like wasn't inherently positive when it comes to the politics of it the daily life of a queer person i think it just instilled this deep support deep understanding and deep friendship and love and family within the queer community because of not only that shared history but also even today somebody in the midwest you know it's it's not it's still not unheard of of somebody who is trans that gets kicked out of their home because of being who they are because they recently came out or or something like that they're not being accepted and the queer community is there for them they can find somebody who will take them in purely because they have that shared experience of being queer and maybe not being accepted, but knowing that you're accepted by another queer person. So having those spaces is so beautiful and so important because the basis of it, I feel like it's just love and it's really powerful to be with other humans and not even knowing them and not even having a lot of stuff in common with them, but still having that feeling of they see me, I see you. And there's immediately that like little bit of like, respect I was like just I describe it as kind of like just a little glow that you feel of like just when you're within other queer people so that's my that's just the beginning of my whole like thoughts on the queer community and I just I don't know it's a beautiful thing to be a part of and there's so many different levels to it that we can dissect further on but I feel like I've talked enough for now (laughs) so it feels like I mean the question is like where where have you felt like you belong and that was like that's been an important part yes of that that's one community where you know you belong yes and that's been supportive of you regardless of what other communities you've been part of like where mm-hmm. you grew up where you went to school where you work now it's like mm-hmm. those are different communities that you're in but you can always kind of fall back on the queer community cuz it you know it's there for you and yes. it matches like you're talking about shared experiences a lot and beyond even your identity, whether, you know, like regardless of how you identify, mm-hmm. you being part of the queer community is enough for you to belong there. Yes. Right. So you didn't describe in this explanation of you belonging in the queer community, your personal identity. You just said the queer community is there for me. Yep. And being part of it makes me glow. Yeah. That's the purpose of these conversations that we're having is like, maybe we can dial it back and say it's less about who I am. You know, like maybe we could focus less on individualization and say like, what makes people stronger is their community. Mm-hmm. You know, not not erasing their identity as an individual, but allowing their individual identity to shine within the context of a community mm-hmm. that holds them up. And so, I mean, it's it's great to hear you both reflect on the communities that have held you because I mean how could you be you without those right right yeah yeah I find too it's it's interesting like feeling you know feeling like you belong I I haven't had any 
friends, like true real friends up until high school. So my like childhood years felt kind of like unsteady because I couldn't really relate to people my age or people, you know, in like my classes or something. I really just was very close with my family. And I held, you know, like those values and, and ideas. And then finally, I felt like in high school, I was able to find my people that did share those ideas and, and stuff. And that is so liberating. And then being kind of more an adult, that's, you know, something where I, I really latch on to the queer community because it is just that loving and acceptance kind of like right away. Like that is like the basis of it is whoever you are, however you are, will take you and will, you know, like shared spaces is a big thing too. Like we will have spaces for you to to be yourself and I feel like whether it's from being queer or anything, like everyone has probably felt kind of alone or not really part of something. So it's nice to have have there be communities that you know that you can just kind of walk into and feel comfortable and feel seen. I think it also gets like it's something that gets better with age because, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it was for you, Katie, but like I didn't really think too much about the LGBT community as a child like it just kind of like was but I didn't really there was not much exposure for me so kind of like growing up and like the more you have lived experiences even though every person in the community will have different lived experiences like it just feels it feels good to like know the history of the community and know like what people who came before us kind of dealt with because it just makes you even more grateful for now knowing that things are well like relatively better it's something really i don't know i've been thinking as you were speaking about you know these experience of the queer community about how i mean wondering whether uh struggle and hardship is Mm -hmm. part of building community as much as celebration is and uh, the isolation and conflictual society we sometimes feel like we live in in this culture maybe stems from the fact that most people, all, you know, we all are privileged in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we lost the need for keeping the wolves away or finding food and growing food together and you know it's easy to wash the dishes and it's easy to cook so we lost the way to build community and helping people nearby but then as you're you're talking about the struggles that a queer community is going through still today that can you know is an element that gets people together and the the Mm -hmm. support that you're talking about is there and maybe it's there more in that community more than there is in the community of like neighborhoods in cities you mm-hmm. know in certain places because everybody has enough and they don't yeah, struggle as much as they, and and as a consequence they don't even celebrate as much yeah you know because what I mean? they're not connected necessarily right i mean mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about like historically people's communities were solely tied to their place like where right. they lived their location yeah. and what foods were around them and like how they could help each other because it's something it was they had more, to do Right. It's survival-based. It's need-based. And now that we have conveniences that allow us to live easier lives Mm -hmm. in terms of survival, we are reaching out differently. And so, you know, 
your neighbor, you you don't need to help them to harvest their crops, but also you don't party with them after, mm-hmm. right? There's no celebration, like yeah. you're saying. There's no shared struggle and there's no shared celebration. Mm-hmm. Right. And those kind of go hand in hand, too, because... You know, again, with human connection, when something, you know, kind of inherently negative is going on, you, you know, some people reach out for support or some people are unable to. And that community will come to them and be like, hey, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. And within that, you know, something that starts out negative or as a struggle, it's, it's human nature to, you know, try to make things better. And not only just, you know, working towards it, it's just even like a morale thing. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like, you, you know, we're talking about neighbors it's you don't they don't have to right that that's the main basis of it they don't have to work with crops together they don't have to do that so you find almost like different ways Mm -hmm. to be you know to begin a community like that yeah and it doesn't since it's not reliant on getting something done like getting food or building buildings in your community and stuff like that it's interesting how it's like evolved now mm-hmm. like you might not hear some crazy news and it, go run and tell your neighbor you might call a friend or go post it online or something like that so physicality of community i guess has changed since well just over time yeah and as totally. we evolve and technology evolve evolves and all of that yeah, I was wondering if you had ideas about, like, if you had thought about this before, because I hadn't, but you talked about belonging, um, and one of the places you belong is, like, online, and there are people, like, people who follow people, like, mm-hmm. singers or artists, or and then, like, talking about the queer community as well, like, how much has changed in the queer community in the last 50 years. Do you think it's because of the internet? I mean, yeah. it can't be reduced to one thing, but, like, imagine, like how many people you have access to now yeah. that mm-hmm. one or two generations ago people didn't. Right. And so there was, like, a huge element of isolation. I mean, not only for queer people, but anyone who was, like, feeling othered yeah. by right. their context. They have to work harder to ago. find somebody else. Right. And, and it's almost, you know, there are certain points where it was dangerous to try to seek that out because if you almost, like, out yourself... Mm-hmm. And the person that you might think might be accepting may not be, and that could equal danger. Right. So it's kind of nice to, you know, people talk about media as like a very negative thing, you know, with the news and, you know, it's a lot of like doom scrolling and a lot, it's just, it's a lot of like doom and gloom, but I love Haley's perspective on it because she, like the basis of it, it's, even though it's different, it's still connection. And a lot of the internet stuff can be branched out and taken physically. There's people who, um, there's this one uh, YouTuber that I followed, or he's, I don't know, he, he, he makes videos, and he um, has these, like, little adventures, like, these solo adventures, and he made this community of, like, hikers or, you know, people who really love nature online, which is, like, the most unnatural place, right? But then he ended up having meetups. And he brought people together purely just because they all love nature and and traveling and things like that. So it's beautiful how that stuff can kind of evolve. And Haley can definitely speak more to it. But that's the kind of stuff that I've observed with it. And it's just, I don't know, it's really amazing to see the the beauty and the positives of social or any media, Mm -hmm. any type of technology. Yeah, I like learning. I mean... I like learning stuff like that. Like this guy who created a group of people who are like solo travelers and stuff like that. Your entire community of farming people online. Like 
it's it's so interesting because there's these huge communities and you can be on the internet and not even know like I'll come across to someone who makes YouTube videos or something like that who has like a million and a half subscribers on there and I've you've never heard of them you don't know what they do but there's still a community of people who I don't know I guess if you want to say like looks up to them or supports them or just cares about what they're posting about I think it's hard to not live in your own little bubble on the internet, especially with a lot of things, but especially with like algorithms and how they kind of like on apps will like, they can, they know how to like target things more specifically towards you, whether it's on TikTok or Twitter or whatever. So it's hard to not live in your own bubble of like, I go online and I see like my friends and my family, but I also see like Taylor Swift fans and, you know, like people who like the same things that I do, people who have the same values and beliefs that I do just because it's like so narrowed down to me now. So I kind of had the thought of saying like, well, I feel like the queer community is kind of also just online. Like I interact so much with different aspects of the queer community online, but really that's not everyone's experience. Like no. there are people who... It's a subculture. Who, Many yeah. subcultures within communities too that yeah. can branch off. Yeah, there are people who will go online and like would never see the same, you know, TikTok video that I did or the same articles and things like that just because they're out there. I mean, just looking for different things or stuff like that. But I don't know, it's interesting because I do have such a kind of positive like almost too positive perspective on the internet and online cultures and communities and stuff because I have such a like curated presence Mm -hmm. I guess you can call it yeah this is really interesting (laughs) I don't know what (laughs) what question to ask her but I, I really it's really interesting and I want to explore this you know intersection between community internet and like belonging i don't know like do you feel supported and seen by those communities or you feel like you just are soothed by being part of it yeah i almost like i don't know maybe i'm just a little dramatic but i i feel like i have almost a perspective of like especially because i spent four years of my life just analyzing all this stuff for school i feel like i have like an observer's perspective almost like Okay, Taylor Swift. I would consider myself a fan. I a Swifty. A Swifty, yeah. <laughs> I like all of the little secret hidden things that she does. Like all of it. I'm just, but mostly it's just like so interesting. Like it's so interesting how fans will pick out X, Y. And I would never think to do that. Like now I'm kind of just a little obsessed, so I might. But previously I would just kind of be watching. Like she would announce something, and her fans would say like oh, well, this actually means this, and that means that this album is coming on the 19th of this month. Like, stuff that really is just kind of baseless and doesn't really have... But sometimes they're right. And I don't know, it's just... I feel like I'm kind of observing things, so I don't always feel, like, seen by me. Like, it's... I mean, I'm not someone online who has a huge community of Swifty followers, like some people might, but I still, like, I'm kind of over here just doing my own thing, but I'm just observing all of it and seeing all of it. I think it's very interesting, too, with how you're explaining it, like, just the purely online things, um, especially with, like, the Swifty fandom. But from my experience, which I'm, I love a good Taylor Swift song, but I wouldn't consider myself a Swifty. I love hearing the lore from Haley. 
But, you know, like you said, is, is it something where you feel seen versus soothed, right? Like, is it just kind of mm-hmm. something that's nice that you get to, like, interact with, but then it's not really something that will kind of bleed into your real life, like your physical life. But it does, though, because if you think about it, you know, you have those Taylor Swift fandoms and all of them, like, kind of chit-chatting and connecting. But think about when we went to the Eras tour, it was incredible. It was the most like lighthearted, loving, purely just fun and joyous time I've been with like s- thousands and thousands of people. Everybody dressed up. Haley and I were dressed up. I was Midnight Rain and she was Sunshine. It was part of, um, you know, like song lyrics. lyrics. It was song lyrics. So yeah, you could have those like purely online things where people just kind of like talking, you know, about it and just like you know, kind of getting excited over things and never really, you know, ever meeting them. And it's not something you necessarily need to feel supported or seen in because it's not like, it's not like, you know. It's kind of just for enjoyment. It's kind of just, it's purely for enjoyment, right? But I guess you can be seen as somebody, I don't know, who likes that kind of stuff. But it does have the ability to kind of come into the physical world. So like us going to that Taylor Swift concert, it was awesome. We were trading friendship bracelets with people we've never met. I saw somebody who had the same exact dress as I did. We both screamed, we hugged each other, and we took a picture. Like, that is, like, just a different form of community that we're having now. So I think it's interesting, like, I feel like the the feeling seen part, that's more of the physical part of the community. You can have communities that, like, have more of a purpose, more of, you know, just it's nice to be a part of, it's nice to just be in conversations with them, and then you could just have this, like, gray area where... The online can come out and you can just feel that energy just a million times yeah. within that space. So it's like you get all those Swifties that were online and, you know, knowing all this information and, you know, even like certain songs, there were different chants. What did you, what are they called? I don't know if they have names. Oh, I don't know. But the, yeah, the different like, callbacks or something. Like Taylor Swift would sing a lyric. There, um, My favorite one is she would sing a lyric and then there's a little pause. And then to the beat, everybody in the crowd goes, one, two, three, let's go, bitch. Like nobody necessarily said that you had to do that. But it's just that, like, I don't know, just that joining everyone together. Picked up on everyone it. picked up on it. So now everybody who goes to a concert will learn that. And then you're screaming the same thing with everybody. Like nobody... Nobody knows each other, but they still have that, like, connection. And, like, in that moment, you feel a part of something. Maybe not necessarily seen, but you just, you know, you're a part of that, like, just pure, fun, and joyous moment. So yeah. that is something really cool about the internet Thank you community. for speaking on Taylor Swift so positive. <laughs> I just, it was such an amazing, that experience probably, like, I, I will I will never forget it, and it's something that was so wonderful to be a part of. I, I don't know. We were a part of history. I told you that. Like, we, like nobody yeah. has ever made that many show, you know, sold out that many shows. Like, she is, like, one of the top performers just by logistics, just by the numbers purely. It's incredible. Even for us to get those tickets was hell. <laughs> but I'm just, okay, yeah. You're a Swiftie. I, I guess I am a Swiftie. But no, but just in, like, the community form, it just connecting that was yeah. really cool. It does, like, it does translate sometimes. So I feel like to answer your question, it's kind of, like, mostly to soothe you. Like, you're interested in something, so you kind of just go all in and you yeah. learn all of the songs and the lyrics and the different things like that, but... It does translate sometimes, and like you were saying, at the concert, taking a picture with that girl who's wearing the same dress as you. Like, it's a 
it's not weird, but it's like a feeling of safety that you almost don't really expect. Like, because you kind of know that everyone is all there for the same reason. And I think it's the same thing with the queer community as well. Like you could be out and about and it's the same thing if you see someone who's gay or you see someone who's wearing a Taylor Swift shirt. Sometimes it could be the same person, but, but, but like, I don't know if it's just, it's a feeling of safety. Like there's something that you already have in common, even if you wouldn't get along in other ways or, you know, you usually, you wouldn't really come across each other, but you do because you have this community in common. I agree. Yeah. So this, this idea you're talking about of like identifying someone and then like, oh, I think I could fit with them in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Like you see someone with a Taylor Swift shirt. One question I wanted to ask you was about symbols of community. And it's not something that we've talked about yet. I just had this idea the other day of like, have you ever seen something that was supposed to represent community to you? And then we're kind of like let down, like maybe that person, like, sure, they're also a Taylor Swift fan, but then like they have very different values or very different interests. And then like, or I was thinking also the pride flag, like, have you ever gone into a business that is flying the pride flag and then you were not treated with respect or Mm -hmm. like... I mean, there are a million symbols of, you know, identifiers of community and maybe like you should belong (laughs) in theory, but then we're not all the same person, right? Everyone has a different story. So like your background and your reason for belonging in those different pockets of community are are different from other people's. It really is like, it really is a letdown. Like when that happens, even if it's not something that really matters that much, but it's like, okay, like you're a Taylor Swift fan, but... You know, like you, I don't know, like there's just different things that different fans of things believe. But I feel like I have a good example of of that. Um, Like when we, oh, like you said, like say if like a a store or a cafe, right, has a pride flag. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like, hey, we're a safe space. We're loving and accepting here. I've never had a negative experience really going into a place and like being, you know, like having a negative experience going in there and especially if they had like a pride flag like that for me is like a symbol of like just acceptance just you can come in however you are as you are Mm -hmm. and no one's gonna bother you right at the very least no one's gonna bother you the very best someone's really gonna just be so loving and supporting right but for me it's when we were walking through we were walking we were marching in our first pride march in new york city and then you had somebody holding up this rainbow sign to the side I think it said something like, like, gays for Trump or, you know, gays for, like, like Republican gays or something like that. And that is very unsettling to me because the Republican Party is something, not to necessarily get political, but, like, here we go. It's something specifically where, like, the Republican, like, vote normally goes to things that oppresses people, specifically with the, LG, with the queer community, right? So for me in my head, I was just kind of like very confused, like very plainly kind of like, how can you be gay, but then support like, or be in a party or support this person that clearly, if you look at, you know, like the history and the way things are voted in and, you know, if if it's going to be like an anti-queer, anti-LGBTQ law, it's from conservatives or Republican, right? So that is something where it's not necessarily where I I guess it is something where I didn't feel comfortable because they're stating that they're a queer person. You know, I, I, I see them and I still believe that they have 
the ability, you know, they should have the ability to live the life that they want to live. It's just confusing to me. And also I feel like I'd be way less able to interact with that person because their val- their, their like morals and values don't fully align with me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the only way that I've seen that of, you know, the pride flag is something that's accepting of all. And honestly, it is a protest, you know, even today when it's a more accepted thing. And it's kind of just a nice thing that you see, like you said, in cafes or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, that flag wasn't made out of just pure joy. Like, there is joy that comes with it. But, like, the first Pride March, like, that was after a riot. Like, that was, it was not, like, a celebration. It was, we are here, you're going to see us. And, you know, we exist. And at the very least, we want to just be not hurt as a community, as a person, right? So when it comes to somebody that's flying a Pride flag but then specifically will say that they are Republican or they are, like, you know, conservative or that they support that kind of stuff, that is the only kind of, like, weird thing where I would be like, I don't feel like I would be accepted because, you know, the only party, really, that has been wanting to not support gay marriage or not support things like that has been conservative slash Republican. So, like, that's where I find difficulty with that, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it, I mean... I think it is kind of, like, it does feel, like, confusing when that happens because Mm -hmm. I think that, like, the pride flag also does mean just acceptance or whatever, but all of the things that come with it, like, when you see that, you assume that, like, okay, maybe there's not, like, gay people who own this cafe, but they're at least, like, open and, like, yeah, welcoming to the community and all of that. But then, like, if you go in and your experience there doesn't match that, like, it is a letdown because it's just kind of confusing. Like, if you have... If you believe in, I don't know, gay rights and gay people being able to exist however they want to in life, it's weird that then the rest of your values, it's not weird, but it like it's hard and confusing when people's values don't line up to that. So, I don't know. It's very off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting because like I wanted to talk about symbols specifically because of course they have a limitation, right? There's mm-hmm. not... A constitution that's separately like created to accompany the pride flag like the pride right. flag is just a flag yeah. and like you see it and you're like oh this communicates something to me but it yeah. doesn't you don't necessarily know what it's communicating you know what it means to you mm-hmm. but the person who puts it up in front of their cafe you don't know what what their story is yeah. either right? right so what i'm finding really interesting when like every thought that you've both shared is pointing to how community is rooted in shared experience and even a symbol like the pride flag or any symbol of community is is supposed to be communicating some experience you could expect to have like i expect Mm -hmm. acceptance here yes but it doesn't necessarily communicate values of the person or ideals of the person beliefs political party right identity of the individual who is flying the flag So I'm really happy that we got to like this point in the conversation because I feel like other times we've talked about community and it's like, you know, some people think it's having shared interest. And then I was kind of like, well, I feel like that falls short because if you have shared interests, what's the backbone in that? Like, what if Mm -hmm. your interest changes? Others are, I mean, us even, we're kind of like, oh, maybe it's purely physical and like the people who live near you are your community. Well, what if you don't talk to your neighbors? Then you're alone and then you don't have community. But this thing of, you know, maybe it's not shared values, maybe it's not shared interests, maybe it's not location. If it's experience, and that's enough, like, 
the idea that going to the Taylor Swift concert, it didn't make you feel seen or supported necessarily, but you fit in there. Mm-hmm. At this point in human history, we're not focused on survival, right? That's mm-hmm. what we were talking about before. We don't have to focus on that. We are lucky enough to not have to focus on that every day, every moment of our lives. Mm-hmm. Correct. And because of that privilege, we have the opportunity, maybe for the first time in history, to build communities that are just for fun, maybe, or just for mm-hmm. fitting in. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not out of a need. Right. It's exactly. out of a want, which is almost like different because... If you have a neighbor that's kind of an asshole, but you need him because he's got some crops that you also need, you've got to learn to be friendly. Right, right. Whereas now we have the ability to like, you know, if we don't really vibe with somebody, block them, block them <laughs> or just don't really interact because, you know, there will be other people, other places. Yeah. And, you know, it's not something that necessarily should be fully supportive of just like not interacting with people you don't have the same ideals with at the same time. For me, I always think life is too short for you to surround yourself with people that don't support you or add right. something to your life, whether it's just pure, you know, fun or support or, or things like that. So it is a very privileged thing, right? Because we, you know, like I just said, we don't have to like connect with certain people because of a certain need. A lot of it is because we choose to or want to. And sometimes things, you know, happen out of need, right? But I don't know. It's a very interesting thing of just how much it has changed so I feel like it's like we're able to cultivate these different experiences also like we have the time to do that now right Right. we don't have to spend all day on one crazy like difficult task because that's just how what we need to do to survive so it's it's a lot more fun and pleasure based I think which is kind of a really awesome thing I think it allows for so much like we were saying in the beginning like there are groups and subcultures and little niches on the internet and in real life too that we've never even heard of because there's just so much out there now because people do have so much time in theory to learn what they like and what they want to be involved in and the kind of people that they want to be around and then I was also going to say still about like the symbols and like the pride flag specifically I think I mean I stand by like what I said how sometimes it is confusing when the rest of someone's values and or beliefs don't line up with that but that's also kind of part of being in this bubble that we're or that I'm in at least sometimes like right. i can see the bigger perspective and the bigger picture and stuff like that but then you're surrounded by so many people who do like Katie said like you know we get along because Mm -hmm. we agree that like that's what this symbolizes and we have a lot of the same beliefs but just some people don't even really think about it that way like right they don't connect the things the way that we might and obviously the pride flag for example is it, it is an example that we can use because that is our community but there are other people who like I mean they don't have the right to name what the pride flag means if you're not a part of that community I feel like but there are outside people who think that it's like the worst thing ever like it's like a terrible thing to fly in front of your house or your business right. and they'll avoid it because of that so bubble bubble yeah yeah what it communicates to you it depends on yep. your values and yeah. you know right what exists within your bubble mm-hmm. we don't just give you one thing of information we just we just dump everything dump. that's the pod that that's the pod. Yeah, I mean, it's not about information, right? It's about experience. It's about <laughs> yeah, talking. So, you know, it's, no, this is community, though. Right. Yeah. Having exactly. this conversation is a is a piece of community right. to me. 
And can you really define community as one thing or say it could be started with one thing? I, th I think it's it's so many things. It's a balance, right? You could have communities that are based purely of, you know, you need to be together to do a task. You have communities like the online ones where nobody really knows anybody. You're never going to see each other. And it's just purely because something's funny. It, it just, there's different versions of it. There are different ways to break off. Like Haley's talking about her bubble. Like she's not just part of the queer community. She's like queer Swifty, chronically online, depressed, like hilarious. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. But like, but that's like that's the kind of like you know avenues you can sort of take. Like it's shared something, whether it's shared experience, shared values, shared something. But you, you know, you're not going to have a community of people that have absolutely nothing in common and have no interest in doing anything like together, sort of. I guess so. It's yeah. it's just it's so many things. But also, like that comes from like. I don't know. I don't know what happened where I was just like raised and like I was just <laughs> online all the time and now it's what I enjoy. But not everybody is like that. So I think the communities that you look for or that you want to be a part of as you get older are somehow like influenced by the way that you grew up, really. Like the communities that you were in when you were a kid. You know, did you reject them? Did you like them? Were like, did you have positive experiences, negative experiences? And then from that, you kind of adapt accordingly and like mm -hmm. realize okay well I didn't love you know being a part of the theater or the arts community when I was in school or something so maybe I will well, I'll look for something else now like it kind of or I mean there are people who would never think of going online and like becoming a fan of a singer or something like that and just finding that community there like you might like Taylor Swift, but would have no idea where to even yeah. go online to... You just listen to her songs yeah, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, so there's different yeah. levels to it, too. Yeah, and everyone, like what you're describing, is layers of community. Like, mm -hmm. you have different circles, and, you know, to go back to that, like, survival aspect or, like, needs-based community, like, if you actually need... Like, if you're moving and you need help moving your furniture, mm -hmm. you don't go online and be like, hey, Swifties, like, I'm moving. Like, you ask yeah. your mom or, like... Right. You know, you ask a different community, like yeah. your family or your friends or your neighbors or whatever. And so, right. like, you rely on different communities or different circles of people for different things. Right. Like, the name of the community is the tip of the iceberg, and then the rest of it below is everything else. So, again, it's, like, for me, it's it's that one thing, basically, like, the name of the community, like, the queer community. At the top level, it's you're queer in some way, or you might even be an ally, Right. Something of that, and then underneath it's so much more. Are you, it's like, what do you get from it, right? You do have shared experiences or shared, shared values, or you need support, or you give support. Like, it's just, it starts off so broad, just queer yeah, community, Swifties. Mm -hmm. And then there's so many different subcategories that can just take you in all different directions. And that's kind of like the fun of it is like whatever you kind of vibe with is what direction you can go to. And then from there, you know, you could be a queer person, you could find a queer person that's a Swifty, and then you could become a Swifty and then become a part of that. And, you know, it's just, it, it's all these, like, I think of it like, like mushrooms, you know, how they're all interconnected underneath. You just see the one, <laughs> she hates that. I don't but like that, that they do that. It's so cool. But it's a great analogy. <laughs> like you have the mushroom, that's the queer community, and then underneath it, you have all those little, whatever they connect each other with. And it's, it's all, it's all connected. I don't like that. Mm. No, no, I love the example, no, but yeah. I just but, don't like mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're talking about your experience as queer people, and you're talking about, you know, being othered. 
you know, you are like other, you don't fit in in the community. I always, I mean, I of course felt like I didn't like somebody, didn't fit in in certain places, but overall throughout my whole life, I was always, I don't know if it's by my ability to adapt or by me being like, look like I fit in or whatever it was, you know, being in a small town that played the regular sport and did regular things when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I always fit in. And so I resist the notion of naming, like finding my, like building my yeah. community that fits in my specific needs for who I am. And I want to build a society or culture where everybody feels welcome and it is fluid where there's no need to name something, right? To name it the Swifties yeah, yeah. and then find the subcultures underneath that. But then again, like now I like it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, maybe that's not possible without going through this avenue where you don't have the struggle of keeping the physical neighborhood community alive, but then you, from there, it's impossible to jump to a new similar land-based thing that welcomes everybody. That's where I want to be and what I want to be part of. But like, I've never been othered. Sure, I mean, I've been in a different country and I could define myself as an immigrant, but I've never struggled as immigrants often do. But like, you know, there are immigrants that actually faced a lot of humiliation Mm -hmm. and struggle that going through, oh, I'm part of the immigrant community makes me like stronger makes me then find something makes me safer i don't know i'm just like i want this that we're talking about now to turn into something where everybody is welcomed and there's no labels attached to anybody yeah and i wonder if that's a possible or b wanted by anybody else You have that resistance to that notion because you were privileged to grow up in a place where you never questioned whether you belonged or not. Right. No right. one labeled you right. I- yes. inherently, right? And that, that I think that's also part of it. This what? Yeah, this, yeah. yeah. I think the thing about labels is they are useful in phases of transition. Ideally, yeah. we get to a point where it doesn't matter what your label is or your identity is or what group you say you belong to. You just belong because you exist. Mm-hmm. But if there's any indication that you don't fit, or if there's any way that you might be ostracized or othered, I mean, that's that's a word I inserted into this conversation. And if you don't, like, if that no, hasn't I, been your no. experience, yeah. then, like, tell me. But, like, I said that because even I have felt that. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm not part of the queer community. So I, how can I possibly imagine what another level of that or... 10 other levels of that would be like, I don't know. But I I use that word because it's like, I understand how it feels to not fit to some degree. And so like that thing of, you know, if you are othered, you you must look for where you fit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or else you will stay othered. You will stay alone. And there's no community when you're alone. And so I think like for me, like my experience has been it's helpful to find like to even have these conversations. Like I think this was my idea, like because I want to open conversations about community, because if you don't already have one that supports you, you need to start one. right? Right. And like you need to identify where you do belong. And so labels help with be, that. Right. Right. Like, it's, it's not like you're saying, like, you are this. It's it's not like you're telling somebody who they are. You're kind of, like, having a label to something as almost, like, an ease to, like, people to find you and, to, like, to find that. I don't know. I, I, I get the whole thing of, like, not wanting everything to be labeled, but it's not 
a lot of things with labels, it's like you can be labeled something specifically like the like even the word queer people who were called queer it used to be a slur some people don't like it and some people don't like it some people still consider that to be a slur but now like us saying that we are proud queer women it's like taking that label back so instead of being labeled we are taking it back and saying we are queer and we are proud of it so i think that's kind of where labels come in and it's not like a separation thing like okay there's queer people there's like it's not saying like no this is all you can be kind of it's not necessarily a limiting thing or somebody that something that you're just given I think labels kind of help make people, like you said, not feel othered. And it's a lot more helpful when you have those labels to, you know, kind of help guide that, right? And labels can always change too. And it's not always something that needs to be strict. It could be fluid. And it's not the labels that fully just define Mm. something too. So I think that's part of it. Like what you're kind of looking for is like not to only have labels, like you said, just have everybody be accepting toward each other without the labels. But labels... As humans, we need to, we don't, we don't need to, we kind of want to define things, right? We're trying to understand not only ourselves, but each other and the world. So labels kind of just help with that, I think. Not saying they have to be there, not saying that it's a bad thing if they're not there. It's just, that's just kind of how it is right now. So I think you can kind of look at it different ways, but I like to, you know, kind of think of the positives of like the labels are there because it's helpful for people to find, you know, certain groups or things like that or somebody who feels othered and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. But then once they find their label, oh, you can find that within yourself. It's not society or other people labeling you. It's you're taking it and you're making it your own and you're finding pride and love and support in that towards yourself and with other people that can mm-hmm. share that with you too. Yeah. I don't love a label like personally for me, but I mean, I guess I do see why they can be important because how else do you find your community? Like, sure, some of the people that I would consider like the community that I've built of like, well, you're saying it's kind of like everyone who was at our wedding house. Like that is the community generally that we've built. And sure, some of them it's like proximity based. Like I know Alexia and we became best friends because we saw each other every day. Now we don't, and but we still have that, like, connection. Right. So I think that they can be important sometimes, but then, like, once you build your own version of a community that, like, personally, that feels personal to you, I don't, it kind of feels, like, less important. Like, I don't really right. think about what I consider myself under the, like, LGBT acronym or whatever. Like, I don't really think about that. I don't know if it's just, like, not that important to me or whatever, but... For me, I don't need to label myself specifically. It's just kind of like generally to to find people who you want to be around, I guess. And that really was kind of like a labelist community, honestly. Like us having our wedding house. Like, I mean, I guess it was, you know, our wedding wedding party. Like that kind of was, I guess, if you do want to put a label on it, was is that. But like otherwise just, I don't know. It was so amazing to see all of our favorite people come together and just have an amazing time. And like people walking in obviously knew that they would be like at the very least just tolerated, accepted, oh. right? Yeah. But like it became even more than that. Like we had like a lot of like common interests. And even if it wasn't all common interests, it just we were all able to vibe together. So that was really something but beautiful to experience. But also it's so hard to make friends just in general Mm -hmm. but like unless you have that like your friends from college are your friends from college because again you saw them every day same thing with your friends from high school and childhood and all of that but like now when you're kind of just 
like, I don't think I've made new friends, like, since I lived in Syracuse, unless it's people that Katie just knows. Because, like, how do you do that other than using those labels and finding a community? But even then, it's like, you know, my own, like, anxieties or whatever that make you not want to do those things. But where do you find it if we aren't relying on, like, physical closeness? Like, you have to be able to, I don't know, you don't have to label, but, like, Sometimes I think it can be important because it leads you to the right places or the right people. But I agree that like it can also just complicate things or make right. make for people who feel on the outside of that or othered or even like you. I'm sure you're not the only person who feels that way, but I don't know. Yeah. It's really nice to hear your personal experiences and your thoughts about these topics because it's always different. Not your, not yeah. your position, but like as we speak to more people about these topics, like everybody has a totally different yeah. mm-hmm. personal history. And I don't know, it's just beautiful to hear different perspectives and different opinions and even, you know, just... So many layers. Right, yeah. exactly. There's no right or wrong way to to community, to, you know, yeah. like how you feel about community, how you interact with a community, you know, unless it's like hurtful. Obviously, you don't want anything, you know, you don't want a community to like do harm to other people or things like that. But like, for the most part, it's just a lot of it's like purely positive And there really isn't any, there isn't a wrong way to go about it as long as people are feeling seen, heard, or even just having some little enjoyment out of it and feeling like they belong. Period. Awesome. Thank you. Do you have anything else to add before we wrap up for the day? I I mean, I think we could just talk about it forever and like never come back to the same thing because Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to to look at it. And I don't really think any of them are wrong. It's just, no, it really is based on what you what you know and what you believe and what you've been through. Anything we even half mentioned could be an entire episode (laughs) or an entire series about it and I think that's just what's so fun and I think if you don't take it super seriously it really can just broaden your horizons and just I don't know I love hearing people's stories yeah just have fun with that (laughs) just have fun but yeah community is something very important to me and I think to us um especially being an adult which I don't think I'll ever feel like that but yeah it's it's something to just kind of keep in mind too, you know, as you go through life. It's not always great to be alone. You know, I don't necessarily believe in a certain ideology, but what I do like believe in and and trust in wholeheartedly is human connection. I think that, you know, if there's a reason why I'm here, other people are here, I think that is it. Simply that. And I think it's one of the the best like gifts life can give us is human connection. So community is a big part of that. With these last beautiful words from Katie, we wrap it up for today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming. I want another donut now. <laughs> <laughs>